Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. Well, hello, Sharon and listeners, and welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you doing? You sound a little snotty this morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, little kids will do that to you. They uh, they bring home stuff, and you just sort of consume their stuff. <laughs> well, you, you say know? on your side of the table, I don't want your <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, I really don't think it's contagious. It just seems to be a little upper respiratory. Ah, uh, so, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. People said that about COVID, too. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> 90% down on cases. We're moving in the right I direction. Know, you know? I, I mean, so this is glad. good. This mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Get to go to meetings again, see people in person, you know. Hug them. I think you can hug. I don't know if we can hug. I don't know what the proper etiquette's going to be moving well, forward. I don't know either. I mean, I, I will tell you when people come at me with an outstretched hand, I do think about it now. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I know. I feel really weird because, you know, I've always been a big handshaker anyway. Yeah. I think you can tell a lot about people by their handshake. Yeah, me too. Well, you know, it's funny. I I, I don't lead with it anymore because you never know how people are going to. So I just kind of make a funny of it. I'm like, I don't know whether to hug you, shake you, piss bump, you know, whatever we're supposed <laughs> to do ya. anymore. But um, if you want to shake hands, here you go. You know, yeah. I mean, I put it out there still, but I'm a big handshaker. I think I you too. shake a hand, look somebody in the eye and it means something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's just me. Yeah, I agree. So we have a great show lined up today. We do. I'm yeah, interested I'm in this, this, and I know you will be too. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> this is something near and dear to my heart, and I wish uh, I wish I could have more time to do more of this topic. Ah, uh, yeah, um, me too. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, we all have time constraints. So with us this morning, we have Donnell Carter. Welcome, Donnell, to the show. Good morning, Jeff and uh, Sharon. How are you? <laughs> Doing great, doing great, you know, excited here on a Saturday morning in the studio to be here with you and uh, hopefully learn some stuff today. Well, it's a pleasure being here and uh, thank you for having me. So Donnell, now you have been a CRNA for just a little while 
And uh, there's some other things about you that that make you even more special than that. And I want to learn a little bit more about you. So if you'd tell our listeners this morning about you and maybe introduce your topic that's kind of near and dear to your heart. Absolutely. So, uh, yes, I've been I've been in healthcare for about uh, a little over 30 years now um, and a nurse for about 24 years. And uh, currently practice as a nurse anesthetist for about 14 years. So, um, you know, I have a long history in healthcare, which kind of led me to uh, one of my personal passions, which is health and wellness. Um, it is a uh, very important topic to me personally. And also, you know, because uh, I've been in healthcare for about 30 years, um, it made me really focus in on it because, you know, what I noticed over that, that period of time is that, you know, we as a, uh, a country, as a community, as, as, a, as a global global community, we suffer from a lot of preventable diseases that uh, require that that could be solved with simple behavior adaptations and a little bit more education and uh, a little bit of flexibility and so forth. So, yeah, that's where I am now. I see here that you served in the United States Navy as a hospital corpsman. Number one, thank you for your service. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So, yeah, I I went in and enlisted right after high school. Kind of went in because I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in life. And I knew I didn't want to be that that guy that went to school and messed around and got drunk and and, uh, (laughs) flunked out, you know, or, or chose a subject. Uh, where, uh, you know, it was a non-applicable to uh, success in my life. So um, I was mature enough at that age to figure that out and say to myself also, well, I just don't want to kind of hang around. Um, you know, why not get out there and sort of see the world a little bit? And so I decided to join the Navy. And as I uh, joined the Navy, I was supposed to go in the Navy as an air traffic controller, believe it or not. Oh, my gosh. What a stressful, stressful <laughs> job. Well, you know, Sharon, you know, what we do is very stressful, too. So it's pretty much aligned with what uh, we kind of do mm-hmm. um, as, as nurse anesthetists in this, in this, you know, in this world, because, you know, you always have people, we have people's lives at, at hand. So, uh, you know, the same air traffic controllers as well as pilots. But, um, you know, unfortunate turn of events um, caused me to go a different route in the Navy. So I ended up uh, reclassifying uh, into hospital corpsman school, and that's where you know my uh, the beginning of my healthcare experience began. So I did about four and a half years in the Navy, um, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, it gave me everything that I needed to be successful in life, and also gave me direction. And so uh, from that point on, when I got out, I decided to become a nurse. Well, and then, Donnell, something happened in your life in 2011 that kind of led you yes. down a different path. Why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit more about that as well? So, yeah, I, you know, I, the, the one thing about the military is that you, you're you always active and you have to stay in shape, you know, and you're tested in terms of your, your physical capabilities. And if you, you're unable to perform, uh, you know, benchmark exercises, you are kicked out. Right. And so, you know, it's always sort of been a part of me from that point on. So I kind of taken it seriously. And when I got out of the military, I continued down the road of exercise. But I just sort of did it more as a maintenance thing. And, you know, because I enjoyed it. Um, 
So 2011 came around. We'll fast forward all the way up. And, you know, that particular year was a very stressful year for me, um, more stressful than any other year of my life. And, um, I, you know, I had a, a grandmother that was diagnosed with lung cancer, terminal lung cancer. I was in a bad relationship. Um, I had uh, some some financial is, uh, some issues um, dealing with uh, a couple of tenants because I owned a, a property. I still own the property, but I owned a property back then. I was evicting a couple of people. So um, I was extremely stressed out. So this started in the beginning of January. By September, everything came to an ugly head. My grandmother had passed on. Uh, me and the girlfriend broke up. And I had gotten past the financial issues, but I had hit rock bottom. And I was sitting there, and you know, this is my, the day of my grandmother's funeral. And I just felt like I was in a fog. I, you know, it was just a weird feeling for me. And I've never been in that 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 pit before it was a you know a profound uh area of sadness for me probably borderline uh depression and so that day i went home and um i was living in an apartment building and i had a jacuzzi outside and i went and i sat in the jacuzzi and i grabbed a bottle of wine and i played some music and i looked up in the sky and it just started to rain and i just started to cry 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 and i'm like wow this is a really weird feeling i, I really need to snap out of this and so i'm i'm, I'm more of a naturalist I, I you know i'm somebody who would like to avoid the medical route and so forth so i said well let me get up and go for a run and i did that and it was very therapeutic for me you know and i didn't realize how much it was but it really was so then a friend of mine um had told me about crossfit at the time and i had passed a crossfit gym and i said you know let me go ahead in this crossfit gym and um and try it out and so I, I made an appointment to go in the guy says oh yeah come in tomorrow morning i'll give you a quick 10 minute workout and you know you can tell me if you like it yes or no and if you like it you don't sign on up and i said okay fine so i go in and i do this crossfit workout and the way it hit me was something amazing and i'm like whoa like you know it was it was just like it snapped me out of something you know for that period of time and i'm like this was this was a very profound feeling you know, and that's a rush of hormones, natural hormones that we have that kind of snaps us out of those those uh, those those down periods. And I said, OK, sign me up. You know, I had gained weight at the time and, and so forth. I said, sign me up. And so I signed up and I got really aggressive with it and I started eating well. Um, I had taken off some pounds and within a month or two, I was feeling like my old self and even better. So I'm like this, 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 there's something with this. Um, and so that's how it, uh, you know, it's how personally it really helped me. And so I was like, you know, I said to myself, I said, if it helped me in this way, it must help other people in the same way. So let's figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to kind of listen to that. I mean, you went through in 2011, literally in the top five most stressful times that people have in their life. I mean, you had your grandmother who was sick. You're in a, a bad relationship. Um, financial issues and, and, you know, all of those that happened to you at the same time. But the good thing is, is you had been in the military, which, you know, obviously the military gives you structure and discipline, which as we know, a lot of people are missing these days. Um, and then you turn that into something very positive and through exercise, you got those endorphins going, you got your life back where you wanted it to be. And now you're utilizing that to help other people. And I think that's great because, as we've seen just through doing this show, there are a lot of CRNAs out there who handle the day-to-day, -day and you don't know what's going on behind the scenes in their life. It is a oh, very God. stressful, 
It's a very stressful job mm-hmm. and occupation. I mean, Donnell, I don't know whether you know, my wife is a CRNA as well, and she deals with that very well at work, like, you know, you all do. Um, but, you know, we have times where that coupled with everything else in our life that's going on, and and then it just kind of brings us down. So I'm, I'm very excited about hearing how you dealt with this today. And so we're going to be talking about nutrition, exercise, health and wellness, and, and maybe how our listeners can get started kind of like you did again and, and what that could mean for their life. So why don't you just kind of take us down for just a minute you know, you've been a nurse, you were in the military, and then, you know, you kind of went back to anesthesia school. Why don't we kind of pick up from that decision for you to transition back to anesthesia school and then kind of start from there? Yeah. So, so I, you know, when I, when I started nursing school, um, when I finally made the decision to go to nursing school, I knew I wanted to advance. And so as I begin to look at the various areas where nurses can advance to, and, you know, nursing is just one of those fields where, I mean, you honestly could do anything with it. It's just, you know, it just has so many different avenues to go down. But I had, uh, I started looking at nurse anesthesia and also a nurse practitioner, and I had spoken to somebody in the hospital who was actually a nurse uh, anesthetist at the time. And that's sort of how I, I became interested in it. Um, I, and, you know, what stuck out to me was, you know, sort of the autonomy of it, the level of, of understanding of the human body that, that, you know, I wanted. And, and so that's what happened. So I started pursuing it and, you know, we have to get into the ICU area in order to, as a prerequisite to get into school amongst other things. So I, I, I went the route of cardiothoracic surgery. So again, you know, uh, you know, I'm seeing patients every day, you know, uh, with bypass surgery or, or valve surgery and different types of surgery, you know, for, as a result of sort of lifestyle uh, choices that have gone on forever and ever and ever to get them to, to that point. And from there, uh, in 2005, I, I got in. Um, I went to the Yale School of Nursing Anesthesia. I graduated in 2007. And uh, 2008, I was I was practicing, you know, and I practiced uh, mostly in Boston, Massachusetts, and now I'm in Illinois. So that's where uh, sort of how my nursing career, uh, anesthesia career went. And, and of course, I've done a lot within the career, too. So tell us what message you would have for CRNAs and how to integrate health and wellness as well as having such a stressful career and what would be the bonuses from doing that? Well, I think the most important thing, and I think where we all get lost at is that we do not put ourselves first, you know? And so that's where uh, it starts I think is that really programming your mind to understand that it is okay to give back to yourself, right? Because if you don't have your health, then anything following that is 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 not giving get getting the the optimized you. And so you have to give yourself, you know, understand that you come first, and you have to, you, you know, and as you know, as nurse anesthetists, and you know, and if you're sort of a giving person. Oftentimes you give your time because, you know, you want to give and you want to improve other people's lives because that's how we're, we're, we're programmed to be. We didn't go into nursing 
you know, not wanting to, to help somebody else out, right? But we, we have to understand that we need to help ourselves out and we can't forget that. And I think we forget that a lot. And you can see it within, you know, uh, various specialties in, in, uh, in, in healthcare. So start right there first. And then, um, you know, you got to understand sort of some of the, 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 the issues that cause that, that keeps you from that. And the, the, one of the biggest ones is that we have to take back <clears throat> our time. So, you know, we, we think we, we have, we, we can't do that. We think we, we need to be doing, uh, you know, dedicating that time to other things, but we have to take back that time, at least dedicate an hour or two a day to your own self. So, um, you know, set that, that structure in place first. And then, um, you know, if there is, you know, then there's educate the educational aspect of it, which is sort of, you know, understanding how nutrition plays an important role in all of this, because I mean, to be honest with you, nutrition is the biggest role that, uh, you know, that uh, uh, the biggest role, you know, that's the biggest aspect of, of, of health and wellness is understanding how nutrition plays in your, you know, in nourishing your body and providing your body with minerals and vitamins and and, you know, those cancer fighting agents and those heart disease fighting agents, you know, it's an important role of managing your, your pancreas and preventing yourself from getting type 2 diabetes, which is on the rise. And, and implementing a good nutritional program, um, which doesn't have to be a fad diet. It just means you have to ch choose more plant-based uh, natural meals and stay away from, you know, uh, processed and high sugary and high saturated fat meals. And then just get out there and be active, you know, active. You don't have to do, you know, you can get to the gym. I mean, whatever you feel that you are comfortable with doing, if it's just going out, going for a walk for 30 minutes a day, then that's what you do. If you have a bike, you know, get out there and ride your bike. Um, if you're a swimmer, get out there and swim. Um, if you like to do Zumba, go out there and do some Zumba. But, you know, do your Zumba every single day. Don't just make it like a one-shot deal. Just commit to it. Or um, anything else, you know, my, 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 my joy is, is CrossFit, you know, because that's what I enjoy doing. But it doesn't have to be CrossFit for the next person. Yeah. And, and you know, I, it's interesting. I mean, sharing those, I try to work out, mm -hmm. you know, at least three days a week. And when I get out of that, I mean, it is amazing, one, how hard it is to get started back. I mean, even just doing, you know, I love to lift and I've always loved to lift weights and, you know, I enjoy that. Um, and I used to love to run, but now I have a lot of lower back problems probably from running, but I'll tell you what, and age. It, well, you know, I, I still, I'm kind of like Donnell, you know, Donnell and I are never going to look our age. No, I can tell you not. that right now yep. because Donnell right. told me he'd been in the, in, when I read his bio and then saw him and he said he'd been in there for 30 years. I thought, wait Dude, a minute, let Donnell, me do some math, here. the money man doing um, some math, you know, because you know, I think it just starts with, like you said, taking care of yourself and trying to do the right things. And you, you know, some of that, you can't fight heredity. I mean, you know, Sharon, you and I talk mm -hmm. about this all the time. You know, our families have some medical problems in their background and nothing you can do about that. You can kind of push that off a little bit by, by doing some things good for yourself and taking time for yourself and, and doing those things that you're talking about, Donnell. Um, I guess the other thing that really stuck out to me is you are a master nutritionist. 
Yes. What what exactly does that mean? I mean, you obviously have a passion for this. This is like one of your things, you know, like Sharon's is politics and speaking and, you know, walking in the morning. I know you love to walk mm-hmm. now. So, but what does a master nutritionist do? And how do, how do you become a master nutritionist? So I, I joined this program where basically um, how I earned the title through the particular program, which is American Fitness Professionals, it's a combination of, of four different certificates. So I got a, a certificate in uh, weight management. Um, I have a certificate in sports nutrition and plant-based nutrition and, uh, consultation. And so the combination of, so that gives me, um, sort of a broad tool set to, you know, sort of blend and craft individualized programs because everybody doesn't want to do a plant-based meal. Some people don't want to eat meat and some people want to eat meat and, you know, and so, you know, we're not built the same and we have to have a nutritional program that that fits you and based on your lifestyle and, and based on how many times you can eat a day or what type right. of activity you're doing or what your goal is. If you want to gain weight or lose weight, you know, I have I have that tool set to to uh, to help you, get, you know, you know, to help uh, along with your your input, help you get along that path. And right. so that's that's where that is. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. So do you train people, Daniel, or or do you offer this service? Or tell us about that. So, yeah, so I, I ended up... Um, LLC and, um, you know, my nutrition and wellness solutions, uh, business called Cardi Wonka. Cardi Wonka means basically an English word that means, you know, going down a big path without necessarily having any direction, but you just want to go down that path. And as you know, people who may not understand nutrition and exercise, you know, you know, you need to implement this stuff in your life, but you may not, not, not know how to get there. So it's my job um, because I also I am um, uh, a certified personal fitness trainer too. And so I do offer this as a service and I have trained people, especially during COVID, you know, remotely, mm-hmm. um, which is my main service. Cause you know, I'm a busy person. I work 40 plus, you know, 50 hours a week. So I can't get in the gym and personalize, you know, watch over you, but I build online programs that, you know, we communicate uh, through a platform and you plug in your results and I build the program from then on and also a nutritional program too. So yes. Wow, that's pretty cool, Jeremy. You gonna yeah. sign up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it is interesting. You know, I, I think again, um, you know, one of the hardest things for people is the accountability aspect, Donnell, and you, you know right. that. I mean, you know, that is, it, it's true with everyone, and you know, even Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, always had a coach. I mean, yep. there was never a time in his professional career or even his college career 
that he didn't have a coach coaching him in different aspects of his game. Um, right. And but he had the dedication and the wherewithal to be there first thing in the morning before everyone else. Even though he was better than everyone else, he was always getting better. But he always had a coach. I mean, every year that he played professional basketball, he still had personal coaches along with the team coach that would coach him in different aspects of his game. Which, and and in life, you know, it's so hard for us to do certain things without having a coach. And I, I'm a true believer that the majority of people need someone to help them in different aspects of their life. Nutrition, um, you know, exercising being one of those. And I think the other thing is it's great that now you've developed this online portal for people to at least have who might have some accountability that they want to do this they want to get started but man if they know Donnell's going to be checking in with them on Saturday and they haven't done what they're supposed to they've got accountability to that so I think that's an amazing service there that that you're offering as well um you know talk a little bit about you know how that works with people I mean do you kind of develop all right, here's a workout routine and here's what you need to be eating this weekend. And then they track it in the app or something. And, you know, you check their calories and their protein intake and their carbs and their fat. And what um, is it? Macros? Macros. Yeah, they're macros. Absolutely. Is yes. that, is that kind of how it works with, with you doing that? Yeah. So that's, that's what I, I basically do. And, you know, you said a really important part to the accountability issue. And, you know, when you said that, it kind of reminded me of, you know, somewhat old, right? So we watched the Flintstones way back when, and we knew that Fred had <laughs> That's it. Right. We once in a episode with the angel on his shoulder and the, oh, the devil the on the other shoulder. one. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I used to crack up at that, but you know, I, you know, that's some true significance yeah. in that scene. Yeah, Fred, you want to do it. You want to do it, Fred, you know, or, you know, go ahead and eat that thing or don't exercise or don't get about the bed. And then you got the, the good Fred that's like, you know, get on up, Fred. No, don't get, you know, better than, you know, it, you know, you just do, do the right thing, you yeah. know? And yeah. so um, that's how coaching works. And so, yes, there's a huge inc- accountability and personal responsibility to yourself and to, to the program. So basically what I, I that's what I do. So I, 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 when I meet people, whether it's in person or online, what I do is I take an assessment of their, I, I do a number of things. So, you know, my, years in healthcare, obviously I'm going to go through a very thorough investigation of your medical status, any injuries that you have, any surgeries that you had in the past, any medications that you're on, do you have any allergies, I, I, you know, any systems issues and problems with your heart, lungs and so forth. And I go all the way down um, because those can be uh, inhibitory factors to um, them succeeding, you know, depending on how uh, you know, where they are out on the uh, fitness uh, spectrum. So I take that in consideration. Also, you know, I take a history of their knowledge of nutrition and, you know, and take an assessment of where they are at that moment in terms of their nutritional status, you know. And the way I do that is I usually do a sort of a, a three-day journal with them where they sort of log everything that they've eaten over that three days. Um, and we come back and we talk about that. Um, and then I break that down and say, well, this is what it looks like. You know, it's look like your, your your diet's high in sugar, high in fat, or you know, your diet you're not getting enough calories, or right. uh, based on what your goals are. And so, once I do that, then you know, we talk about their specific goals. You know, and their their smart goals. So they're uh, specific, they're measurable, they're uh, attainable. 
um, and uh, and so forth. And so once we do that, then I say, okay, you know, I have an app called my fitness pal app where, you know, I can see both sides and they use that as a journal. And the wonderful thing about this application is that, you know, when you log in your food, it gives you all the nutritional facts about the food. It gives you all the micronutrients. It, it allows you to adjust the micronutrients based on your goals. If you want to diet high in protein and low in carbohydrates, then we adjust the percentages so that that's what it looks like. And you track your food that way. And it alerts you when you're getting close or exceeding any one of those those energy providing um, uh, compounds. And then uh, what I do is, especially if we're, you know, uh, if we can meet personally, I take you into a gym and I, I do a fitness sort of um, uh, personal fitness workout where I look at specific things um, in terms of your function, in terms of your endurance and so forth. And I, you know, I sort of categorize you at that point. Um, we talk about the goals that you're trying to achieve. So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to build muscle and bulk up, if you're trying to lean up, um, if you have this uh, sort of, you know, what's going on in your life. You know, I had uh, one person where, you know, she had she's in the army and she had uh, this this the army has has readjusted the way you qualify for their fitness. And I think their, their fitness this thing is more along the lines of CrossFit. So, you know, I craft a very specific uh, program, um, exercise program to get you to those goals, but starting from ground zero. And I communicate that through an app and I build that program out in the app every single day. And you'll see it on your end. And what you do is you'll take that 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 workout plan and you'll go to the gym. You do exactly what is in that workout plan. And then you provide me with information. You know, what did the workout feel like? Was there any pain? You know, uh, was it too easy? Uh, was it just right? You know, and you put your your number of reps and your sets in there and stuff like that. And so I go back and I look at that and I say, okay, let's tweak it. Let's build up. Let's maybe add a rep or two, maybe add a set or something like that. And we just continue to go down that path. And the whole goal is to kind of build you up to where you're trying to get to. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Let's talk about um, some of the stuff that's at, in the literature out there. And I know that they've done studies that has shown that if they take two groups who are having problems with depression, put one group on antidepressants and one group, give them an exercise program, that there's really no difference. So the bottom line is exercise can be an antidepressant. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, you know, it kind of speaks to what your body naturally does. And so that's the wonderful thing about nurse anesthesia, too. And, you know, when I was going through you know, going through the program, it was just it just made me respect how sophisticated our systems are mm -hmm. in protecting us from injury uh, physically, mentally and so forth. And so, you know, we have natural hormones in our body that uh, are responsible for our mood. You know, our motivation, our excitement, our reward system, our happiness. And, you know, what exercise does is is that it causes a burst of uh, a release of those those naturally 
uh, endorphins. So, you know, you're talking norepinephrine, dopamine and serotonin specifically. Um, those things are released when you exercise. And so, you know, having gone through 2011, I can really speak to that because when I said, you know, back, you know, I was telling you before when I did that workout, you know, I was at a very low point when I did that workout. And what what I felt like after that workout was it was it was, it was pretty profound. There are many, many studies that that support the role of, of, of nutrition and, and also ex- exercise in terms of managing depression, depression, amongst other things. It's not the sole things, but they, they play a significant role um, in it also. So I will tell you, my daughter who lost her first child um, back in July, she works out every day. And I really think that that has helped her tremendously. Um, they got a Peloton bike and she signed up for the Peloton. What is it? The online workouts. And she does those every day because I get her, get the alerts on my telephone, not on my telephone, on my Apple watch, whenever she works out and she's very consistent. And I think that's really helped her a whole lot with that event in her life. You know, I'll tell you another thing about how it, you know, so I, I don't know if you've paid, you, you paid attention to me online because I do a lot of communication on, on Facebook. I, I see that, and I see your apps yeah. on Facebook, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I had started a No Sugar Challenge back in that. 2016. And so I had a number of individuals online sign up for them, and I gave them very specific guidelines. It was nothing. Just stay away from certain things and just add exercise and water to your your diet over over a 90 day period. And so you have various people from all uh, aspects of life kind of join in. And some of them had issues with diabetes. Some people had hypertension. Some people had, you know, um, self self self-esteem issues. And they went down this 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 path with me over 90 day period. And so at the end of the 90 day period, um, you know, there was combined weight loss. It was 44 individuals that participated and there was a combined weight loss of about 645 pounds Holy which was amazing cow. wow so about 15 it, pounds it was, per it, person wow That's... yeah it was amazing but you know what i also noticed because you know we you know i was you know we used to talk about it a lot uh on the page is that i noticed people's attitudes start to change and you know and they vocalized that's like you know i have more energy and i feel much more better about myself and i'm like i i didn't think i can do this but now I, you know, I realized that I can, you know, and then I had diabetics that were like, you know, because I also, you know, when you're, you know, you have comorbidities or diseases, you know, I said, you know, you need to involve your, your primary care physicians in this too, because you might have to adjust some of the medications that you're on. It's possible. Right. And so, you know, we had some people that had to adjust down on their insulin doses or, you know, um, and, you know, people who are hyper, anti-hypertensives, you had to adjust down on their, their, their uh, blood pressure medications. And some of them were able to get off the the medication too. So, um, you know, so it was not only just the physical aspect of it that I noticed in, in, an improvement in, but it was also, you know, I could see the psychological evidence, you know, and if, you know, something as simple as this really helped people out and, and uh, gave them a better outlook. You know, I think it's, um, I think it's interesting because, you know, we've eaten paleo for several years now. And every once in a while, we'll do a reset. We'll do a whole 30. And, you know, basically the whole 30, you're wringing out sugar from your diet. And it is amazing how much Mm -hmm. better I feel when I don't have that sugar. Now, I'll tell you, the first two days are probably easy. Days two to five get really tough. And day six is always the worst. 
But yes. after that, it is it's amazing how much better I feel. And I, last night, it's kind of funny. Um, so we have this thing at our house. We have younger kids as well, and uh, we call it Fun Friday. So every Friday, they get to pick where they want to go. They can go to you know Krispy Kreme. They can go to the bakery. And yesterday, um, when they had gone to the bakery, when I got home and, you know, I had Fred Flintstone, I had, you know, the little angel here and I had the the devil and my little boy had gotten this big chocolate chip cookie. I mean, two chocolate chip cookies with the cream in the middle. And I'm telling you what, I love those cookies. I mean, they are the most, my mouth is watering telling you about it right now. They are the most amazing thing. And I'm sitting there going, no, yes, no, yes. And I'm telling you what, that devil won out. And I took two bites of that cookie. And I am not kidding you. This morning when I got up, the first thing I woke up, my stomach was burning. I had this burning feeling. And it happens every time when I do stuff like that. And I get that sugar, all that, you know, carby, sugary stuff. It will burn first thing in the morning. And then I want to eat. Like I want to eat to make that burning go away. So I want to eat more. Um, and it's just amazing to kind of watch what sugar can do to you and your body. Um, well, they've done studies with rats and put cocaine in water and sugar in water, and the rats will selectively go for the sugar water over cocaine water. Wow. Yeah, it's I mean, more it's just, addictive. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. And, you know, uh, Donnell, as you well know, with obesity and all the problems in our country, I mean, these are things that people need to hear more about. We need to be educating our kids and so forth about this. But Well, it makes you wonder, are we going to have the larger conversation about what part obesity played in the COVID epidemic? Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh. I mean, are we going to have that conversation? Uh, it huh. doesn't... It doesn't appear that we are, but everybody in healthcare knew that it was a key piece why it was so devastating in the United States. I agree, Sharon. I think, uh, you know, as as challenging as these last couple of years have been, the one thing that COVID has done is it stripped the sheet down from our poor lifestyle choices and how it could be devastating for us. And you're right. I think a much, much larger conversation has to be had in in terms of how, you know, our choices play a role in, in our, you know, in our health. And so, you know, I I, I enjoy healthcare. I, I do well in it. I, you know, I'm very successful in it and, you know, it pays well, you know, and it pays well to take, you know, care of sick people. Um, so in that, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I, I enjoy your business, but I don't want your business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see people suffer. And so, you know, for me, I'm like, you have no idea how much control you have. Like, you don't necessarily need to go the route of therapeutics and and, and pills and things like that. If you sort of kind of back up and uh, implement a more healthier healthier choices, which includes a plant-based diet and, and, and activity and sleep and, and, you know, plenty of water and thinking positive and things like that. Those things play a huge role in, in preventing you from, from, from getting disease. Um, we spend in this country over 
you know, and this is combined, right? This is a, uh, an aggregate of obesity, but also the obesity related issues. So we're talking heart disease and renal disease and cancer, breast cancer and colon cancer and, and, and so forth. Uh, you know, we spend over a trillion dollars of, of our healthcare dollars dealing with, with preventable, preventable diseases. And that's hurtful on the taxpayer pockets. And, you know, as much as we spend on healthcare, we're not getting the return on investment that we, that we should get on it for many different reasons. But I think the biggest one is, you know, and let's go back to the accountability and responsibility uh, you know, we as citizens of America and as taxpaying people, you know, we have sort of a, a responsibility to the system. Like the healthcare system has a responsibility to our patients. And, you know, we go in and we do our jobs the best we can. But, you know, it's, it's time to start realizing that we also have a responsibility and accountability to the system. And part of that is managing ourselves at home in a manner that keeps you from developing these issues and ultimately, you know, uh, resulting in a lot of uh, not only money out of your pocket, but, you know, money, money out of, of the healthcare system. Yeah. Um, there is, uh, speaking back on COVID, there are a couple of countries, continents rather, that haven't suffered uh, from COVID, even though their numbers are escalating too. Uh, one is Africa and the other is, is Asia. And you know, when you look at some of the recent studies related to that particular issue, you'll see that their obesity numbers is actually on the lower side, you know, and also on both, both continents. Um, and also they're actually more active, you know, and unfortunately yeah. because of the poverty level there, you know, in Asia, if you go to, I don't know if you've ever been to Beijing, but I've been to Beijing mm -hmm. back in yeah. 2020. And it was amazing for me to see how many people were on bicycles. There were a million bicycles yeah. out on the street. And I'm talking 70 year olds and 80 year olds are pedaling these bicycles for whatever distance that they're going. You go to Africa. I went to Rwanda uh, a couple of years ago. I did a, a mission trip over there. And Rwanda is a beautiful, Kigali is a beautiful, beautiful place. I was pleasantly surprised. Probably I've traveled a lot and it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. What I noticed there, uh, particularly in the women, because we were doing our uh, women's surgery, is that they were about 50 kilos. So that's about 100, 110 pounds. But yeah. they were very strong and very lean. Um, you know, I had a patient that I did some surgery that I did anesthesia for. And when she left the hospital, she came up to me and shook my hand. And the grip was, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, it was, I couldn't believe how strong she was. I thought I was, I was holding the hand of a man because he was that strong. But, you know, I took a ride down the countryside. And I'll keep this really brief. And what I noticed was vast lands of gardens and, you know, freshly grown fruit. They grow beans and coffee and, and all sorts of vegetation. Um, the country is one of the cleanest countries I've ever been to. So they don't have the pollution that we, we have. You know, they have gardens on their residential properties and they keep their residential properties spotless. And, you know, Rwanda is very scenic and very hilly. And what you notice is like the mothers and, you know, everybody's walking, but like the mothers, you'll see them going up these hills with a child on their back and basket on their head and two baskets on, on you know, a, a bag on one arm on each arm. And they're going up these steep hills to go to their homes. So, you know, it's that type of stuff that you kind of notice. And, and, and that's, I, I think, you know, sort of a correlation, although it may have not been sort of tightly proven yet. But I mean, you have we have to kind of watch mm -hmm. that. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I think there's uh, those are definitely good points. And, you know, we know here in America we have a huge problem. And, um, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we put it out there, especially in, in our community, um, you guys deal with it every day. I can't tell you how many anesthesia providers that say no, the people that come in practice. are rather large. Um, you know, you're it dealing is. with a, a lot of that because they're usually the sickest and they're usually the ones getting surgery and having procedures and, and so forth. Um, but yeah, Donnell, I think we could talk about this stuff all day long because uh, I know I have a real interest in it as well and, and sharing. But um, I kind of want to wrap up here a little bit. Is there anything you want to conclude on? And then what we'll do is, is Sharon's favorite part of this, which is the lightning round. And we'll ask you a few questions so our audience can get to know you a little better. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think we, we've had a great conversation. I think the, the message is clear. I think that, you know, we... Uh, you know, I think it's like I said in the beginning, you know, we, we really have to focus on ourselves and do not feel guilty when you take back your time. You know, you you owe it to yourself. And um, when we as we get older, like we can't we can't hold back for all the time, you know, but we can also but we can hold them at bay for a long period That's of time. Right. And so, you know, understand that, you know, with the right decisions and behaviors, you know, you can either prevent, you know, disease or you can actually reverse disease too, because, you know, just because you have high blood pressure and stuff like that doesn't mean that it's not necessarily reversible. And please understand that. So do not be discouraged um, in terms of where you stand on the fitness scale right now, because you have to start someplace or just begin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Donnell, if, if people want to get in, in contact with you, maybe we've got some CRNAs out there who need some help or someone's listening to this, um, you know, and maybe it's not fitness related. Maybe it's nurse anesthesia related because you've got a great background there and so forth. But how can they get in contact with you? Do you have a website or something put together? No, I don't have a website, but they can definitely email me at dcartercrna at gmail.com or okay. also look me up on uh, Facebook. You know, they'll be able to find me on Facebook, too, okay. especially through the CRNA community, because I'm on several pages in the CRNA community, too, also. Perfect. Perfect. All right, Sharon. All right. If, <laughs> if you had to name a time when you came the closest to death, when would that have been? Oh, this is a tough one. But I, unfortunately, was a victim of gun violence back when I was a teenager. And that was uh, that was the closest I came. Wow. So you were shot? Yeah. I was shot five times. Oh, five times. my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. Yeah. That's, that, so that's, that's another thing, too, because I was handicapped for about a year and I'm like, oh, no, 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 this is not going to work. Let me get out here and bust my behind and get back into shape so I can so, I can I can get back to some level. Donnell, uh, I'm, <sighs> I'm just sitting here going, all right, man, we, we're peeling back layers on you, brother. It's like there is a bunch of layers to yes, Donnell Carter. Are. You know what I mean? I, I would love to hear the whole story sometime, you know? That's, that sounds uh, yeah. like something at the next meeting. It We're going to have to sit I mean, down I'm just and talk. Like, wow. Wow. And, and just to well, digress. You're thinking of subject and we can definitely incorporate it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I had something. I didn't get shot, but I had a situation when I was in high school. And, um, I remember you, know, you talking we, about this. Uh, during the afternoon one time, this guy got in a fight in the hallway, and I kind of broke it up and told the guy not to mess with my friend anymore. You know, went on, no big deal. 
And that afternoon, he was friends with a, another fellow who was really, he had grown up really on the wrong side of the tracks. The father wasn't in the picture. I mean, I knew him. We played basketball together. He was a cool guy. But you, you knew not to cross him, if you know what I mean. And so I'm coming out uh, from basketball practice at school, come out of the gym, headed to the parking lot, and all of a sudden, this individual standing there, and uh, he comes up to me and says, hey, man, you mess with my boy today. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I said, no, no, I didn't mess with him. I just told him not to mess with my friend. He pulls out a gun. He puts it in my side. He goes, the next time you mess with me or any of my friends, he said, you won't be here. Wow. And uh, I never, it was like the first time I'd ever had anything in that like that happen. And, I mean, it was it, it was that feeling of, oh, wow, you know, this this could have been really bad. And he went on, you know, he, he didn't do anything. And after that, you know, we literally, I mean, everything was fine. I mean, I had a, a definite newfound respect for where he would take things. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then after high school, I heard, and, and he wasn't a bad, he, he wasn't a bad kid. He just grew up in a bad situation. Um, you, you know, I mean, a few years later, he was, uh, he was robbing a restaurant uh, here locally. And... Um, I heard that he had gone in and the cops had cornered him and they ended up shooting him and killing him. Um, wow. You know, so, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those stories, man. You just don't know. I mean, he again, he wasn't a bad kid. He wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. In fact, I liked this guy, you know. I mean, we right. I was I was very competitive playing basketball. He was very competitive and we talked junk to each other, but it was great. We had a fun time doing it. But, mm. um, but yeah, so I can – I'll digress, but that, that just made me think about that. So, mm-hmm. all right, Donnell, if you could have dinner with someone alive or, or someone who's not with us anymore, who who would that be? Well, you know, this, it would have to be my sister, and you know, it's sort of kind of she's connected to why I have gone this route too, because my sister um, battled with obesity her entire life, and at 35, mm-hmm. she succumbed to you know uh, cardiopulmonary issues related to obesity. And um, as a young student nurse, you know, as I began to understand the body, understand nutrition, go down there, and I would try to offer her the information to try to get her on the right path. And I could not do it. And I remember my mother telling me that she had said to my mother, uh, because it was one time she had was in the hospital, she had broke her ankle, um, and had surgery, and I had went in, I spoke to her, and this time she kind of listened to me, but she had said to my mother, Donnell, I mean, she said, Ma, um, you know, Donnell came and he spoke to me today. But this time he spoke to me and didn't speak at me. And so I didn't, you know, it kind of struck me and I didn't understand. It was like I was speaking at her. I thought I was offering everything that I knew in order to try to get her away. But, you know, some people receive information differently. Um, and so the reason why I would bring her back, because, you know, the reason that she's the biggest reason why I wanted to understand this even more, especially after, after she passed away, you know, I'm in a position where I can speak to her even more and not speak at her because of, of what I understand, how psychological, the psychological issues play into uh, obesity. Oh man, they, they, but the they another layer. We coming. just peeled another layer so off see, of Donnell. My questions are Jeez. good. <laughs> they are good. Uh, so, what's your superpower, Donnell? Uh, I have the ability to stay very calm in the most trying situations, in the most critical situations in life, whether it's in healthcare, whether it's in my personal life. I, 
I don't like confusion because I feel like confusion causes you to make a mistake and may, you know, think wrong. And so, and that's it, you know, like I, I, I'm just a very laid back person and I'm very laid back in the operating room. And so it's funny, you know, people notice that about me in the operating room, but they know that if I, if my eyes go wide, you know, if Donnell gets excited, then, you know, something's about to go down. <laughs> we need to act because he never gets excited. <laughs> so you're the one whenever something's going down that I need to follow you to get out of the building, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're the one. Yeah. My husband uh, always tells my best friend said, first thing, if there's ever anything happens, I'm going to I'm knocking you out <laughs> because she just goes crazy. He said, you'll get all of us killed. I'm knocking you out, carrying you out of the building because <laughs> you'll ruin it for all of us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Donnell, to that point, you know, nothing good comes out of confusion. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as we all know, when you start to get uppity, you don't make logical, rational decisions. You make emotional decisions. And that's... Uh, I, th- I think I find that as a very good trait. In fact, I, I have employees here and I'm always telling them they'll get really uppity about something going on. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be fine. It's going to yeah. work out. I promise right. you, we just got to figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you can yeah. figure that out, everything else is good. You know how many times I've had those, those people in my life who spike me up and then to come right back down. And I'm like, man, why did I get so angst about this? You know, it's Crazy like, about, yeah. it'll, it'll work out. We'll figure it out. I mean, that's part of life. So. All right, Donnell, I'm going to end on on this question. And, of course, you know, me being the money guy, if you won the lottery, what would you do? Oh, man, I would. I, I you know, I definitely cut back my hours only because I have to maintain, uh, you know, some clinical hours for certification. I don't want to <laughs> lose that. But I will definitely travel the world because I love to travel. Um, if I could travel every day, I would travel every single day. And then I, you know, of course, I'll set up my, uh, you know, my parents and my my family, and, and, uh, and that's uh, pretty much it. That's where I'll start. Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. It's awesome. Well, Donnell, we 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 want to thank you for being on the show today, man. This has been fun. I've enjoyed getting to know you and peeling back some of those layers on on Donnell. You know, I'm a firm believer we all have a reason we are where we are, and you, you know, all those little things line up on each other and if you start to peel back an onion on somebody you really figure out why they are the way they are and how they got to be the way they are and you know where they came from and what i've also figured out is if you can't figure that out about somebody don't hang out with them because (laughs) there's something there that they're never going to let you know and there's a reason for that so um, right Right, Sharon? Right. All right. All right. So, Donnell, again, thank you. Thank you for all you're doing for the nurse anesthesia community. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff that we haven't even mentioned um, on this show, but appreciate that. Thank you so much for that and for all you're doing for for people out there in the community who need your help. Man, you're doing great work, and uh, we love having people on like you. So thank you, man. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for having me. All right. Sharon? Uh think we've done it again i think it's a wrap we want to thank our listeners for listening to beyond the mask with jeremy stanley and sharon pierce if you like our show and want to help it grow sharon how can they help us grow the best way to help us grow is to leave us a review but make it positive we all know there's enough negativity in this world absolutely share it on social media tell all your friends and help us grow so we can get even bigger 
into the top 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. In the top 50 consistently in the medical podcast. You know, Sharon wants to be in the top 10. I want to be number one. one. So, you know. <laughs> you anyway. got to go past 10 <laughs> to get You do. You got to go past 10 to get the one. All right. Until next time. It's a wrap. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, 
fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.